Yo, let's go. My name is Mr. Squiggy, and I am reading the news while the coffee brews. Uh, fucking, we're gonna go, like always, around the world with the BBC and the Al Jazeera. We're gonna, let's see what's up with the left wing with Huffington Post. Find out what's going on with the right wing with the New York Post. Take a trip around Africa with AllAfrica.com. Get the news out of North Korea with Daily NK. Maybe a couple little surprises thrown in. I don't freaking know. Let's just dive in and start reading the news. Breaking news. Headlines. BBC. Homepage. Top story. California beats bid to oust him. U.S. media. Gavin Newsom appears to have survived a rare statewide vote to remove him with a clear majority. So it looks like Gavin's still in office, according to the old uh, BBC here. Let's go to the USA page. And, uh, yeah, fucking, uh, yeah, it looks like Gavin Newsom's gonna hold on. Democrats voted for Democrats. What a fucking surprise. Uh, keeping up with the Californians. Recall vote 2021. Well, you know, if you're going to fucking put your fucking top headline that fucking Gavin Newsom won, why are you still doing a fucking Kardashian pun, you stupid fucking webpage? You're fucking garbage. Fucking, uh, let's see what the fucking, uh, BBC has to do with, uh, fucking, uh, UK. Where's the world? Fuck, there's the world. Let's see what the BBC says about fucking, uh, um, the fucking Latin American countries there. Haiti Prime Minister banned from leaving amid murder inquiry. That is so much more interesting than if Gavin fucking Newsom wins the goddamn election in California. Haiti's Prime Minister banned from leaving. They're fucking charging him with fucking murder? What? What's going on here? Let's fucking read this shit. Haiti's a... Dateline. Haiti. Haiti's Prime Minister, Ariel Henry, has been banned from leaving the country amid an investigation into his alleged involvement in the assassination of President Jovenel Moise. So what's going on here? They're saying the Prime Minister killed the fucking President? Are you shitting me? Let's... A prosecutor is seeking charges against Mr. Henry, who has been asked to explain his links with a key suspect in the killing, Joseph Felix Badeo. Multiple records show that there had been many attempts to contact the Clintons on how to get rid of a body. Wait a second, that's not real. <laughs> this guy's like the Bill Clinton of Haiti. I got an enemy and he just disappears on a plane crash. <laughs> Give him the old Ted Kennedy drive off a bridge. I don't know, fuck. All right, well, that's pretty fucking interesting fucking story to follow. Haiti's prime minister is banned from leaving the country. See, this is why we go fucking beyond the fold and past page six. We look for the fucking stories people aren't fucking talking about. Uh, Abimel Guzman, Peru Shining Path guerrilla leader, dead at 86. Wow, the leader and founder of Peru's Shining Path rebel group, Abimel Guzman, has died at the age of 86. A former philosophy professor, he'd been serving a life sentence for terrorism and treason since 92. Almost 70,000 people died or disappeared in more than a decade of conflict between the Maoist guerrilla group and the Peruvian state. So Akami fucking died. Good riddance. Fucking bye-bye. Damn fucking commies. All right. Fucking, uh, wow. Fucking BBC coming out swinging with the fucking news, man. The fucking commie fucking rebel in Peru is dead. And Haitian's prime minister is banned from leaving. 
I'm in a murder inquiry about trying to, uh, about killing the president. <laughs> oh, good God. Mexico rescues guests abducted from hotel. The fucking American news is so fucking boring. Fucking Gavin Newsom. Fucking, did the Democrat, is a black man a white supremacist? Get the fuck out of here, you stupid fucking news stories. This shit's interesting. Some 22, some... Do -do 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 Break line, dateline, breaking news out of Mexico. Some 22 suspected migrants who were abducted by gunmen at a hotel in Mexico have been rescued, authorities say. They were kidnapped when armed men stormed the Sore Luna Hotel in the central city of Batahuala in the early hours of Tuesday. Uh, Sole Luna. I went to a Mexican restaurant in Austin, Texas named Sole Luna, and it was fucking delicious. Probably the best Mexican food I ever had. Uh, the victims, who included children and a pregnant woman, scumbags, are mostly from Haiti and Cuba. Oh, jeez, that's a hate crime in America, man. They fucking Mexicans attack Haitians and Cubans because of their country of origin. Uh, that's a hate crime. Uh, earlier accounts, it said some were Venezuelans. So you got the Mexicans fucking beating up on the Haitians, the Cubans, and the Venezuelans. Oh, but it's not, oh, their hate is equal opportunity. The gunmen also kidnapped 16 Mexicans. While the Mexicans were released sooner, the foreigners were found beside a dirt road in a remote area. They are receiving medical help. All right, well, that's nice. The uh, kidnappers, they arrived in three SUVs. They just came in storming. They took the hotel's logbook of guests. Oh, man. Some of the uh, officials found some of the victims' ID cards in their rooms, so they knew who it was. Wow. Mexicans who enter Mexico? <laughs> Mexicans who enter Mexico. Excuse me. Migrants who enter. It's early. I'm trying to fucking wipe the sleep out of my eyes while reading the news. Migrants who enter Mexico hoping to cross into the U.S. can face considerable danger from rape and murder to conscription by drug cartels. Some are held until their families pay for their release. The number of migrants heading for the U.S. via Mexico increased after President Joe Biden took office, promising to lift some of his predecessor, Donald Trump's, immigration restrictions. And that's the end of the story. Fucking, uh, wow, BBC kind of taking a little fucking dig at Joe Biden. Fucking, uh, saying that, uh, hey, you know, he pretty much said the borders are fucking open. Uh, fascinating. So fucking Mexico's fucking going bonkers. Haitian's fucking prime minister might have killed the president. That is fucking fascinating. Good job, BBC Latin News Desk, giving us some fucking info that we don't hear otherwise. Let's pop on over to Al Jazeera. Do -do 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 Breakline, Dateline, AlJazeera.com, Top Story, Homepage, A Month After Kabul's Fall, Taliban Stares at Humanitarian Crises, Daunting Problems for the Group as It Seeks to Convert Its Lightning Military Victory into a Peacetime Government. Do you really think it's fucking Taliban's going to be a peacetime government? You really fucking hate Al Jazeera? Do you really think it's going to be peaceful for the fucking woman? Who fucking live under that fucking oppressive fucking rule? You really think the chicks are going to fucking school? You really fucking think that you could just roll it and be like, we're in charge now. There's not going to be any kind of blowback. There's not going to be any kind of sanctions. Well, there's probably not going to be sanctions because you know fucking how America rolls. First we bomb you, then we feed you. Fucking Al Jazeera. Let's fucking go to the uh, Al Jazeera Middle East News Desk. Look for a fucking... Uh, uh, oh, dispatches from Sudan's revolution. 
Suddenly TV. Amidst the 2019 Sudanese Revolution, a group of friends create a make-believe TV station to capture the historic moment. It's not a news story I can read, it's a video, but uh, it looks like a bunch of cool-ass motherfuckers grabbed some fucking makeshift fucking cameras and uh, and created a make-believe TV station, kind of like how this is a make-believe newscast, uh, and they captured the historic moment, if I'm going by what the headline says. Uh, wow, fucking... Let's see what's going on over in Lebanon. Dateline, Lebanon. Lebanon's military gives tourists helicopter rides to raise cash. Oh, fuck. Lebanon's struggling military is trying to make much-needed money by selling helicopter tours to tourists. How about that? They're flying an, an R-44 Raven 2 helicopter out of uh, Rayak Air Base in uh, the Bacara Valley. Wow. That's, uh, yeah, you know, in the United States, we like to say support the troops. Well, clearly, uh, Lebanon, uh, does not support the fucking troops. Uh, the capital, Beirut, is now the third most expensive city in the world, according to the 2021 Mercer Cost of Living Survey. Jesus Christ, man, I thought, I thought New Hampshire was bad. They're charging you $1,400 for an apartment, but only want to pay you 12 bucks an hour, the fucking scumbags. Uh, let's see what it says here. Both tourists and Lebanese citizens can sign up for 15-minute rides on the military's website, billed as a way to, quote, see Lebanon from above. <laughs> well, fucking A. I'd go on a fucking army fucking helicopter fucking tour over the country. Uh, Lebanon was without a functioning government for 13 months following the massive explosion at Beirut's port in August 2020, which killed more than 200 people and destroyed large swathes of the city until a new cabinet was finally formed last week. Foreign currency cash reserves have plummeted, causing fuel, electricity, and medicine shortages. In the meantime, Lebanese military, they are uh, aiming for about a 1,000 hours of leisure flights this year. Each ride will cost $150, meaning the program could net the military $300,000 by the end of the year. It's probably about what the uh, U.S. spends on uh, suntan lotion for one brigade. <laughs> Holy shit, a Lebanese soldier now earns just $90 a month, down from almost $850 before the crisis. So they're getting uh, like 11% of what their pay used to be. Unfucking real. Can you imagine if like you're at work one day making you know, making your 15 bucks an hour at a regular fucking job? And uh, all of a sudden they're like, yeah, the world's fucked. We're only going to pay you a buck 50 an hour. Jesus, how's anyone supposed to fucking survive on that? Lebanon's fucked. Wow. This is a nice uh, pictures. The economic collapse is fucked. I'm looking at a picture of hundreds of cars lined up in the early morning to buy fuel at a gas station. Uh, so they're, they're fucked. They're, they're fucking broke. One bomb. 200 people dead. The whole country thrown into turmoil. Doesn't take a lot to fuck over a fucking nation state. Oh, jeez, good lord. Poor fucking uh, Lebanon. Lebanon. I don't know much about Lebanon, you know? Beirut, you know, it was a big fucking blow-up, fucking hot spot of fucking uh, destruction in the fucking 80s, if I remember correctly. A lot of fucking uh, Middle East terrorism was out of Beirut. I don't know what Lebanon state is these days, but uh, good fucking story. Lebanon, fucking... Thank you, Al Jazeera. I fucking dig that. 
Uh, okay, let's fucking break left. Let's see what our favorite fucking leftist fucking unapologetically leftist fucking news page is fucking spouting out today. The Huffington Post. Top headline. California rejects recall. Blowout for Newsom. <laughs> uh, I chuckle at that because a blowout is also a uh, type of hairstyle done at a salon favored by Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> California rejects recall. Blowout for Newsom. Is he going to go to get his hair cut without a mask on? <laughs> you just fucking low-hanging fruit. That was too fucking easy to fucking bust balls on. All right, HuffPost, fucking take me to the fucking latest news. Top story, latest news, Huffington Post, GOP embraces vocal anti-vaxxers whose actions happen to be hurting the economy. Okay, so now the economy's fucked because people won't get a shot. You really fucking expect me to fucking believe that? Uh, let's see what it says. I'll form a... Dateline, Huffington Post, top story, politics. A former top GOP consultant calls the anti-mandate stance a cynical attempt to tank the economy, hurt Biden, and hinder Democrats' chances in coming elections. That just fucking sounds like a complete fucking loony fucking conspiracy theory. If you don't get a shot, you're going to tank the economy. Really? Really? The shot is... A okay. Well, let's, let's see if the... That declarative fucking statement has any kind of fucking source and backing in their fucking writing. Dateline Washington. Just months after praising COVID-19 vaccines as the product of the former president's Operation Warp Speed and American Ingenuity, Republicans have embraced a vocal anti-vaccine minority whose macabre preference for illness and death... <laughs> coincidentally is hurting the economy and the current Democratic president's approval numbers. Uh, well, I don't even know how to fucking deconstruct that fucking preference for illness and death. I mean, fucking hyperbole much, motherfuckers? Give me a fucking break. It isn't that fucking people... I know people that don't want to get the fucking shot, and it isn't that they're fucking paranoid and afraid or they hate Biden. It just... They don't know what the fucking side effects are. For 20 fucking years, you see TV commercials. If you've taken this medicine, you might be entitled to compensation. Well, did you know that when you get the shot, the waiver says you're not allowed to sue if you develop cancer or something from this. And whereas I got my shot, I'm taking the chance, I'm rolling the dice. I, I, People who are suspicious and slow to adopt, you shouldn't shame. You shouldn't call them having a macabre preference for illness and death. Maybe you should say they have a macabre preference for uh, wanting to know if there's any side effects before putting something in their body. I ain't worried about it, but, I mean, pe these fucking people are supposedly anti-vax, anti-fucking COVID shot. They've had their polio measles, month. they've had all their shots that are proven and safe. So why the fuck do you think they're going to fucking... I think that uh, there's a fucking piece of the puzzle missing from the equation, and it's that some people aren't anti-vaxxer, they're cautiously vaxxer. Can we just start saying people are cautious about, worried about the vaccination? I'm not going to disparage people being cautious. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, but I don't think it's unreasonable or irrational for somebody to be cautious about putting something in their body that hasn't been around that long. It was a knee-jerk reaction that hasn't been approved from the FDA. It's still emergency youth authorization. You know, it's kind of like, yeah, well, once it's once it's an actual fucking uh, vaccine that is approved, 
they'll all come aboard. Well, not all. There'll always be some loonies with a macabre love of uh, a macabre preference for illness and death. Uh, yeah. So, but let's see here what the uh, what the left says. Republicans disproportionately account for those who have not been vaccinated, even more so among those who say they absolutely will not get the vaccine. Uh, But you know what they don't give you in that statement? And as I'm skimming through the article, they don't give you numbers. Is it 3% of the population? 10% of the population? No, it's just disproportionately account for those who have not been vaccinated. More hyperbole, uh, hundreds gather Monday on Foley Square for a freedom rally to protest vaccination mandates in New York City. Dude holding up a sign in the picture, the sign reads, Digital passports equals slavery system. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, I've been looking for a day job, and I've been seeing uh, bonuses. You show up on your first day with a vaccination card. You get a $100 bonus on your first day. Uh, I've been seeing, you know, I was like, hey, if you got proof of vaccination, you don't have to wear a mask. It's very interesting because I live in a state, New Hampshire, where the numbers are very, very low to the point where uh, it ain't nothing more than a cold for most people. So there isn't the paranoia about the mask. There isn't the paranoia about it. it Shit just is open here. Live for your die, motherfuckers. Uh, some people are gonna die, probably. I got my vaccination. Uh, so anyway, uh, uh, Goldman Sachs analyst Monday predicted that Biden's efforts will help the economy recover. The medium-run net employment impact is likely positive since higher full vaccination rates will reduce virus spread, which should boost labor demand in high-contact services and labor force participation among some of the 3 million people who currently aren't working due to virus spread concerns. 3 million people, let's see, we got 350 citizens, there's about 150 million in the workforce, so let's see, 3 million people... Of the 150 million people, 10% would be... It's about 2% of the population. 2% of the population is uh, is uh, by these numbers then. 3 million people, uh, yeah, it's about 2 million... 2% of the workforce. Not that fucking many. Maybe people aren't returning to work because fucking... No one can rent an apartment unless you make eighteen fifty an hour, but no one wants to pay more than 12 bucks an hour, and that's driving fucking homelessness and people saying... Fuck you, motherfucker. I'm not going to fucking put my fucking body through the fucking ringer to do physical labor to end up being fucking homeless because you won't pay a fucking enough for even a goddamn studio apartment. Fucking scumbag fucking business owners. Step the fuck up and fucking step the fuck out. Fucking. All right. Fucking Huffington Post. Uh, people aren't getting vaccinated. Big fucking story. Big fucking whoop. Uh, let's pop over to the New York Post, see what's going on the right wing. Top story, New York Post, right wing news. Mysterious twist. Utah cops responded to incidents involving missing L.I. woman boyfriend last month. Uh, Long Island native Gabby Petito and boyfriend Brian Laundrie were on about two weeks uh before she was last seen. So what, the chick went fucking missing in uh, Utah? New York Post with a surprisingly not uh, funny, punny headline about the Met Gala or the fucking VMAs. An actual news story about a fucking missing person. Let's find out what happened over there. Police in Utah responded to an 
incidents involving missing Long Island native Gabby Petito and boyfriend Brian Laundrie about two weeks before she was last seen, but no arrests were made and no criminal charges were filed as a result. All right. Uh, well, the uh, cops said an unidentified person called in an incident, air quotes, uh, on August 12th. Uh, she's reported missing on September 11th, so that's four days been missing. Huh. Laundry later returned to the Florida home they shared and has since dodged cops and media. He said through his lawyer Tuesday that he would, quote, remain in the background. Petito's family responded by employing her boyfriend to open up. So, dude and chick goes on vacation, dude comes back alone. That's a fucking, that's a fucking joke, you know? Who fucking used to do that joke? Matt D. Very funny comic, Matt D. <laughs> Dad he did a joke, I'm gonna paraphrase it. Dad and his son are walking into the woods. It starts getting dark out and the son says, Daddy, I'm scared. Dad looks at his kid and says, How do you think I feel? I'm walking out of here alone. <laughs> <laughs> Dark humor in the morning. Uh, I don't even know if Matt D does that fucking murder joke anymore. Uh, that was a dark one. And I didn't do it justice, but Matt D is a very funny comic. Look him up. I think he's living in L.A. now. He's a Boston guy. Did some uh, shit road gigs with him as a comedian, opening up for him. And, uh, see, where, no, he opened for me. <laughs> he's gone on to uh, done some great stuff. Matt D, look him up. Good kid. Uh, let's pop over to All Africa. Do, 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 do. Top story from AllAfrica.com. Uh, COVID-19 cases surging across Africa. Oh, shit. As of September 15th, confirmed cases of COVID-19 from 55 African countries reached 8,080,000 plus people. While over 78 million vaccinations have been administered. So they're getting vaccinated. There's still people doing it. Uh, fucking down in Angola, they're reporting 399 new infections, 5 deaths, and 46 recoveries. Uh, let's see here. Uh, Af World Health Organization says genomic sequencing capability is being improved in Africa to better detect, monitor, respond to COVID-19 mutations. Fucking go get some Africa and the World Health Organization. Fucking from the Voice of America, Lisa Schlein. Dateline, Geneva, Switzerland. Oh, of course, I'm on all Africa to get African news, but I gotta go to fucking Geneva from the Voice of America news station. Reporting from allafrica.com. All right, so uh, the World Health Organization says genomic sequencing capability. We already read that part. Uh, several variants of the coronavirus are circulating in African countries. The Delta variant is by far the most contagious and virulent. virulent. The variants have sparked flare-ups of this deadly disease. However, the Delta variant is most responsible for prolonging Africa's third pandemic wave. Of course, people in the third wave are always like, man, we wish we could have been there for the first wave when shit was OG and cool. Oh, wait, that's music. Waves of music, not disease. Uh, World Health Organization says Africa's COVID-19 third wave is now tapering off after a two-month surge, with the number number of new cases decreasing by 23% last week. Fucking get some, Africa. Fucking knock that shit out. All right, so uh, Africa's all about fucking staying on top of fucking COVID. Good for fucking you. Good for you. Let's see if anything's happening out of my favorite fucking dispute in West Sahara. 
trying to gain their freedom, what they're claiming is a colonized occupation by Morocco. Uh, let's see here. Western Sahara, re-establishment of diplomatic relations between the Republic of Peru and the Sahrawi Republic. Holy fuck. Holy fuck. Is Peru stepping up and back in West fucking Sahara now? The Sahari Arab Democratic Republic and the Republic of Peru have announced the resumption of diplomatic relations at the highest level to strengthen historical bilateral ties and consolidate the bridges that unite Latin America and the African continent. Wow! Wow! West Sahara's got Peru coming out swinging on their behalf. Fucking hell. There we go. Fucking uh, West Sahara government holds meeting to discuss new social admission. Uh, I don't know what that means. Social admission. Uh, the meeting, which was attended by members of the National Secretariat, the National Council, and representatives of the sectors concerned with the social admission, reviewed the outlines of the social admission 2021-22 for the sectors of education, vocational training, culture, religious affairs, social welfare, and women's promotion, health, economic development, youth and sports, foreign affairs, information, where each ministry presented its accompanying program for the social admission. Wow. They're just, they're just, uh, they're just coming out with, uh, uh, getting all their shit, all their ducks in a row. Hey, Taliban, pay attention if you want to develop a fucking working government. Fucking West Sahara ain't fucking around. They fucking know how to get the job done. Morocco. Western Sahara decolonization. Mamouni puts Morocco's UN ambassador in his place. What? Algeria's ambassador to the United Nations, Sofiane Mamouni, on Thursday put Morocco's UN ambassador in his place about the decolonization process in Western Sahara by reminding him that the question of Western Sahara was backed by three neighboring countries, namely Algeria, Morocco, and Mauritania. Huh. Exercising his right of reply, Mamouni denounced the fact that the ambassador of Morocco, Omar Hillel, certainly short of arguments, has found nothing better than to attack Algeria by making serious accusations against it and by trying to involve it as a protagonist in the conflict of Western Sahara and to be at the origin of the problem. Fuck you, Morocco. Don't talk shit about Algeria, you fucking little bitch. That fucking Western Sahara's coming out swinging. They're going to make a new government. They're going to be decolonized. They're going to kick fucking Morocco to the fucking curb. And, uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, looks like the, uh, uh, Momoni also reminded Omar Halal that, quote, the Heads of State Summit of Organization of African Unity, the OAU, held in Rabat in June 1972, adopted a resolution on the so-called Spanish Sahara in which the African heads of state, including the King of Morocco, deplore the slowness in which Spain is decolonizing the territory. This means that Morocco's support for Western Sahara people's legitimate right to self-determination and independence was crystal clear. All right, so uh, Sofian Momani then recalled that Morocco had already claimed part of the Algerian territory and in 1963 had engaged in a full military aggression against Algeria, which had just gained independence in 1962. Uh, moreover, Morocco did not recognize Mauritania until 1969, nine years after its independence. 
following efforts by several countries in the region, including Algeria, to persuade it to accept the principle of the inviolability of the borders inherited from colonialization, principles enshrined in the founding text of the African Union, he recalled. So they're still all beefing. It sounds like some people in Morocco are like, yeah, dude, fucking, we gotta get out of Western Sahara, you know? Uh, and this is, fuck, when, when, how long ago was fucking the, the Spaniards fucking occupying? I mean, they're talking about the 60s, 1960s? Yeah, it's, there was, Africa was colonized until my lifetime, I want to say. And, uh, one more country to go. Get the fuck out of Morocco, motherfuckers. Get the fuck out of Morocco. Let's fucking pop on down to, uh, Somalia. See what's going on in the Somalia. Uh, Somalia leaders at odds over suspension of spy chief. Somalia Prime Minister Mohamed Hussein Robel suspended Fahad Yassin, chief of the National Intelligence and Security Agency, for failing to provide reliable evidence of investigations into the alleged killing of 24-year-old Ikran Talil Farah, who worked at NISA's cybersecurity department. All right, so uh, they're saying that uh, the uh, head of the National Intelligence and Security Agency might have fucking killed a tech geek. That's fucking too bad. Uh, the new dispute followed months of political wrangling that have threatened to further destabilize a country already torn by militant attacks and clan rivalries. Yeah, so Somalia is still a fucking mess. It happens. Uh, there's so much fucking going on in Africa. This fucking continent is absolutely fucking amazing. The amount of fucking wild shit happening. Let's pop over to Chad. If I remember, Chad's a bunch of fucking douchebags that fucking, like, uh, support fucking, uh, terrorists and shit. Uh, let's see what it says here. Uh, anything interesting, Chad? Former Chad dictator, Hubbard's dead. Victims still await compensation. Habre was convicted in historical trial in Senegal. Former Chadian dictator Hassine Habre died of COVID-19 on August 24th. So long, sucker. Uh, he was serving a life sentence for serious international crimes. He was held accountable following a landmark effort to ensure justice for his role in serious human rights abuses. Uh, so basically a scumbag fucking died. I'm okay with that. Good job, Chad. Kept him fucking locked up. I'm proud of you, and I uh, keep fucking fighting the good fight, even though most of the people around there are fucking scum. Uh, over in Nigeria, they're uh, trying to build a peaceful and secure Nigeria. Good for you. Fucking, fucking, look at this friendly looking face, motherfucker. Uh, this fucking guy in a suit and a bald head is fucking uh, sitting there with a nice smile. Looks like fucking he wants to build a peaceful and secure Nigeria, according to the headlines. Uh, Nigeria cannot build sustainable security without an understanding of today's insecurity and implementation of, quote, deep-rooted security and political reforms. Nigerians abroad should invest to a solid government that your children can be proud to call home. Oh, yeah. Yeah, look at this fucking guy. Kingsley Mogalu, Deputy Governor, Central Bank of Nigeria. Uh, so, yeah, he looks like a banker. Now that I know he's a banker, he doesn't look so friendly. <laughs> but these guys are all working for a peaceful and secure Nigeria, so, you know, maybe maybe the fucking bankers are like, look, we control the money, we can control fucking how peaceful and secure we are. Let's just fucking take over. I don't know if that's true or not. I'm talking shit. 
Uh, fucking, what's going on over the Ivory Coast? Cote d'Ivoire? Uh, hey, good news. New test finds no evidence of Ebola virus in Cote d'Ivoire case. So, uh, a second laboratory has tested samples from a patient suspected of having Ebola and has found no evidence of the virus. That's a good news. Uh, fuck, what was that? It was it Mozambique? There was some country where it just, there was always going to be Ebola because it just always pops up. And, uh, uh, I can't remember. I'm looking down the list here. Let's see what's going on in Ethiopia. For those of you not playing along, there's a uh, water war looming as Ethiopia builds a uh, water dam that will basically cut off water up the Nile River to Chad and Egypt. No, the Sudan. Excuse me. The Sudan, I believe. Uh, uh, Ethiopia, top headline. News analysis, federal government vows to take punitive measures against CSOs, NGOs who step outside their mandates, threaten Ethiopia's sovereignty. Wow. Adiz Abeba, yesterday. Agency for Civil Society Organizations say it will take punitive measures against aid agencies suspected on working, of working on issues outside of the purpose for which they were established that threaten Ethiopia's sovereignty, unity, and security. Uh, Quote, we will have no mercy on civil society organizations that threaten Ethiopia's sovereignty, unity, and security. We will never negotiate to accommodate such a precedent, such a predicament. We have information that some civil society organizations are acting in a way that is against the national interest. Because the situation inflicts danger on the national interest, we will handle it very seriously. The necessary corrective action will be taken as soon as we complete the investigation. So, what are you saying? That uh, some of these fucking do-gooders in their fucking uh, refugee camps and whatnot are actually, like, fucking CIA or fucking people and they're trying to fucking spy on what's going on in Ethiopia? That's fucking what happens. Uh, fucking, let's see what's going on in fucking North Korea. Breaking news, Daily NK top headline. New details revealed about North Korea's recent naming of Pat Jong Chong two key positions of power. A source also provided background about the new heads of General Staff, Minister of Social Security, and Vice Chief of the Military Industries Department. Alright, so a bunch of people got fucking promoted, which typically means a bunch of people got executed. Kind of how you fucking move up in the, uh, in the world in North Korea. Uh, a former commander of North Korea's artillery units... Pak taught North Korean leader Kim Jong-un on the ways of artillery when Kim was still just the successor to his father. Kim completed the two-year artillery command course at Kim Il-sung Military University, where he gained such a profound understanding of artillery that there is reportedly, quote, no piece of artillery he cannot handle, unquote. The source said this was in large part due to Pak's instruction. This is to say... Pak has been able to rise to the very top of the power structure not only because he is close to Kim, who prioritizes the strengthening of North Korea's artillery forces, but also due to the fact that he is regarded as a capable commander who is playing a productive role in the development of new artillery weapons. Then, if you're undeniable, you won't be denied. Dude was in the right place at the right time with the right info and he got a promotion. It probably doesn't hurt the, the fucking president... Uh, uh, leader in North Korea probably had his boss killed, and that led the you know if you if your boss dies you get a promotion. I'm not saying it's a smart way to get promotion, but you know, 
I understand if you pray for your boss's death. I get it. Uh, let's fucking just see if there's something fun going on in the world today before I wrap this fucking shit up. I don't have a lot of funny rants today, I'm sorry. I'm fucking tired. I need my goddamn coffee. This day in history, September 25th, or September 15th, 1978, boxer Muhammad Ali defeats Leon Spinks at the Louisiana Superdome in New Orleans to win the world heavyweight boxing title for the third time in his career. The first fighter ever to do so. Following his victory, Ali retired from boxing, only to make a brief comeback two years later. Ali, who once claimed he could float like a butterfly and sting like a bee, left the sport permanently in 1981. Alright, this day in history. Fucking Muhammad Ali won his third and, I guess, final championship title. And a little fluff news. Uh, September 15th. This day in music, Elvis Presley started a five-week run at number one in 1956 on this day. On the U.S. charts with Don't Be Cruel, the track went on to become Presley's biggest selling single with sales over six million by 1961. This double-sided hit, which had Hound Dog on side B, became the most successful on Billboard's Hot 100 chart. So that's, uh, that's rolling there. Like in this day, 1964, the Beatles, while on tour in the United States, appeared at the Public Auditorium in Cleveland, Ohio. During this performance, a group of fans managed to break through the line of police fronting the stage and get up on stage. Police ordered the Beatles off stage in the middle of a song, and the concert only resumed after Derek Taylor got on the PA system and pleaded for order to be restored so that the rest of the performance would not be canceled by the police. Wow, <laughs> yeah. I get Beatles, riot, riot, rock and roll. Oh, let's see if anything else happened on this day. Uh, let's see. 1970, September 15th to 1970. This day, Spiro Agnew, then U.S. Vice President, said in a speech that the youth of America were being, quote, brainwashed into a drug culture by rock music, movies, books, and underground newspapers. <laughs> hey, buddy, we didn't have to be brainwashed into a drug culture. The shit sells itself. <laughs> Day on this day in 1990, George Michael scored his second UK number one solo album. Ah, good for you, Georgie Michael. 1990, the Steve Miller Band had a UK number one hit with The Joker, 16 years after its first release. How about that? Uh, they uh, used the, uh, let's see, more than, uh, reached number one uh, after being used in Great Deal. Hugh Johnson directed television advertisement for Levi's. A TV commercial brought it back. Isn't that something? Uh, back in 1997, a 34-year-old man was awarded more than 20,000 pounds by a French court after he lost his hearing when he stood too close to loudspeakers at a U2 concert in 1993. <laughs> Fucking good thing he never went and saw Motorhead. Fucking dude has pussy ears. Ah, this day in 2004, very sad to report, Johnny Ramone passed away after a five-year battle with prostate cancer. Prostate cancer, of course, is the coolest cancer to have. Right out the butt. Uh, founding members of the Ramones, major influence on many punk and 90s bands, scored the 1977 hit single, Sheena is a Punk Rocker. Uh, I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, give a shout-out and uh, respects to uh, Norm MacDonald, who passed away yesterday. Uh, also of cancer. Everyone dies from cancer in rock and roll and comedy. It's how we go. It's a lifestyle of uh, working in bars and eating greasy food. You know, it's, it is what it is. 
Uh, the Cook Islands, a nation in the South Pacific back in 2019, you know, just two years ago, they released two silver coins to honor two classic ACDC albums. For those about to rock, we salute you. Was honored on a $2 coin, while 1990's The Razor's Edge could be found on a $10 coin. Both feature a portrait of Queen Elizabeth II on the reverse side, and, uh... Collecting silver coins is a fantastic hobby for the numismatic coin collecting uh, class, but also it's pure silver. A one ounce round is pure silver, so it has value. Uh, you know, it's a cheap way to uh, get into the precious metals market. Go down to your local coin store, buy one round of silver for about 25 30 bucks, and uh, you got skin in the game. You can say you're a precious, you have precious metals in your retirement portfolio. And, uh, you know, every payday or two, pop on down, buy a silver coin, start stacking that stash for emergencies. It's uh, not a dumb thing to do. And uh, that's it for news today. Uh, I was just talking my shit and uh, nothing too much funny. Gavin Newsom looks like is going to be uh, winning the governorship once again. <laughs> Democrats vote for Democrats. No surprise there. Uh, anyway, that's the fucking news of the world for this morning, September 15th, 2021. I'm going to go get my coffee now that it's ready brewing. As always, my name is Eric Hurst. There's commies to the left of me and confederates to the right. Good day.